We're recording. We're live. Dick, believe it or not, it's your episode. Go ahead. Play the intro if you want. We're going to do a little movie that I used to not like very much. And it kind of grew on me the second time I watched it. Like, you know, it's not a bad movie. It's kind of a classic. Well, I don't know if it's classic. Would you consider it a classic? Yet yeah, you'll find out my opinions here. Oh, okay. Well, shit. Okay. Um, Are we doing an intro? Or, or... Yeah, but okay. I'm trying to... Okay, there it is. I had to find the video yeah. intro. So we're going to talk about the Josh Hartnett <laughs> genius actor in 30 Days a Night. We're talking about Hollywood. I did my cocaine uh, while you're playing that. Whew. That's right. All right. Oh. I can't believe you chose this movie, Dick. Well, yeah. Because I, I gave you a list of movies I was like, we, should, we could talk about this, this, this. And this is one of those movies where I love this movie an unreasonable amount. This is like my guilty pleasuriest movie, if you will. Well, I don't know why. It's not really a guilty pleasure movie. It's not a terrible movie. No, it's, it's in, well made. It's on my it's top good. like thirty movies. Oh, yeah. No, I fucking love this movie. Uh, uh, it's not a bad. It's, it's through and through. Season. Yeah. David Slade directed it. Yes. And he kind of went on to do Twilight movie. He did a Twilight movie and all that, which I think he did the best Twilight movie according to people. I don't know. <laughs> and he directed a lot of Hannibal episodes, which are really good. So he's not a—he's a good director. I like David Slade. He's done some interesting stuff. I don't know what other movies he's done though. On top of my head, I have to, what, what his IMDb, his IMDb uh, filmography, please, if you will. You he did—he did an episode, two things for Black Mirror. He did the Bandersnatch mm-hmm. movie, which is like a choose-your-own-adventure on Netflix. There you go. It's yeah, really it's cool. He did an episode of the actual show called Metalhead. It's the only black and white episode. Mm. It's about like robots and like a post-apocalyptic version of England and the the uh, robot dogs kind of are, are ending humanity and there's no explanation for it. And it is really, really well done. Mm. Um, even so that Frank acknowledged how well done it is and he doesn't usually pay attention to that sort of stuff but right. the man knows how to direct stuff and that comes across in this movie because this should just be a stupid fucking comic book movie about vampire who cares but i find it just visually i can sit there and just stare at every shot and i'm like god damn it's cool looking like i love everything in this movie just well, visually you, did, you ever, did you ever read the comic originally yeah i have it yeah i was gonna bring it in here but everything's fair, packed up so yeah, well, it's very, it's very sparse. It's like you know, there's not a lot going on in the panels. It's, it's very, very simple. Where because you compare it to the movie, the movie's like kind of it's cinematic. It, it does a really yeah. good job of making the movie, and it, it even does a good job of making it look like a comic book, even though there's stuff that isn't in the comic, like directly, like when the, everything's on right. fire and you see like I'm in front of it, it looks like a comic book. I don't, I don't. Right. Well, it's not like a. It's Zack Snyder, the way Zack Snyder does comic book movies. It's a little bit more restrained. Yes. Restricted a little bit. I, I, I just say. watched 300 recently, again, for the first oh. time. I love 300. Don't get me wrong. It's fine, yeah. I like 300, yeah. 
It is a good movie. Yeah. This is far better. This isn't trying to be anything it's not, which is why I right. think it's better. It's just like, here's an interesting vampire story, and I love the setting, and I love the idea of the movie. Yes, even though it rips off a, a Tales of the Crypt episode. The Antarctica one? Yep. Yeah. The one with Michael Ironsides in it, and they get killed. And then the guy's like, oh, well, why is it daylight yet? You're in Alaska. It's going to be darkness for 30 days. No! And he's eaten by the yeah. vampires. Good twist. But in this one, it's the whole setup of the movie. It's 30 days of, oh, shit. Now, how that, how great was it? Like, I rewatched this movie where, like, I've seen all the people leave because they can't take the 30 days of night, so they take off. Yeah. I'm like, oh, smart people. Get the fuck <laughs> out of there. Yeah. Good job, guys. You're going to be, in a month, you're going to be very, very upset with what happened with Dow. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, those people are like, oh, thank fucking Christ I went to Anchorage or Juno. <laughs> like, God I damn. Out of the fucking <laughs> yeah. butt-ass crack of nature. And poor Melissa George misses the plane by minutes. Yes, she's uh, fucked. She, she well, could yeah. be. <laughs> nah, hey, hey, Melissa. She, they didn't. No, me. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, uh, okay, so if I could, I just like how fast this movie gets you acclimated to where you are. You you see it, you see the town, you see how isolated it is because it does the Stephen, uh, no, the uh, Stanley Kubrick like overhead shot and you kind of zoom down the road. It does that very quick, and then it's like Josh Hartnett and other characters are like talking about. We got thirty days of night coming up. You know, we got we're not gonna have a sun. Actually, the opening credits do the opening scrolls. Well, then they have lines of like, they're, you know, she's got to get to the last plane. And he's like, all right, well, we got this going on. We're gonna be shut down. You find out there's like a one last plane that leaves before everything goes dark for thirty days, which seems crazy to me because why can't you fly at night? Is a question I can't answer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I understand that, but. I do like the fact that Ben Foster's, they immediately open on him after they show the town. And yeah. it's just him, like, standing there staring at them over this town. Yeah. And turns out he's there to get rid of all the cell phones, kill all the sled dogs, and turn off the power. Yeah. Actually, turn off some power. Not, not the rest of it, because they do that later. But he's just there to, like, set it up for the vampires. And then talk creepily in a prison cell. <laughs> yes, he's all excited. He's finally, he's finally be able to join them, and they'll turn him into a vampire. Yeah, There's this one, this one thing he does to bring them to this place where they could feast for thirty days and thirty nights. And that's kind of what I love about the movie is how isolated they are. And I love watching the scenes of just the vampires running around on the rooftops and just waiting for people to come out. Like they're right, not in yeah. a rush. They have thirty days. People are going to get desperate and hungry. They're going to come out on their own. They do little traps with women coming out covered in blood. Like, scalp anyone. There's, yeah. There's just a lot of that sort of stuff. And it's just like this hide-and-seek game that they play with the people of this town. And that's the stuff I love in this movie. Because it, it creates instant tension. Because you're just... What are you going to do? Because you can't leave. There's nowhere to go. No. So you said you didn't like this the first time around? 
I saw in theaters. I wish I, I think saw it's it. probably that's probably why I was like, oh, it's okay, it was all right. And I think I kind of just forgot about it and didn't really pay attention to it. And I rewatched it like basically, God, probably 20 years or it was 2007 originally, right? When this came out, yep, yep. So I probably rewatched it probably last year, and that's the first time I've seen it since. It's a long time, so I think I maybe as I've gotten older, I appreciate it more. Because comparing to like other movies that came out since then, like they've all been garbage. Yeah, and this movie actually was pretty decently shot and acted, and even Josh Hartnett is is good in it. Yeah, I mean he's, he's play, I mean he's serviceable. He's fine. Um, this was like kind of toward the end of his his career in a way because like after this he did um, well after he did he did the, the string of movies that made him like really popular for a minute. Lucky Number Eleven. Which was like, oh, it's the it's the wacky hitman movie, and then he was in Sin City for a minute. Then he was in, um, God, what's the other movie that he did that year? Um, just a bunch of stuff. He just did random stuff, and then he just like disappeared. This was like his last movie for a while because I haven't seen him since. Well, I always say he went to Josh Hartnett Island. Yes, he went to Josh Hartnett Island. <laughs> Exactly. But he, and he's, he's back. back. He's back, and he was great. And he is in my favorite episode of Black Mirror this recent he's a, season. He's in Oppenheimer. Is he? Shows up in Oppenheimer. Good for yeah. him. I like Josh Hartnett. Yeah. He's back. Yeah, um, he's him, him and he's kind of like I think he's has to take over Heath Ledger's mantle because <laughs> they were I the same time. Yeah, they were the same and time. They, same some of the same movies. Uh, same movie. Same movies. And yeah. like. He was friends. Ten things with I hate about you, right? What's that? Yeah. Was he ten, in ten things I hate yeah. about you? Both of the both those guys are in that movie, and I think he just wow. was friends with them, and he's like, "All right, I got to do that. Like, let's take acting seriously." Because yeah. he was like a th- heartthrob guy that just disappeared after a while, then he finally came back, and he's like, "I'll be a real fucking actor now." And I, I like Why Josh Hartnett. Blackhawk Down. Yeah, he's in a bunch Black of great good, stuff. But he, Hollywood, Hollywood homicide, not so much. Well, one movie kind of—I feel like it ruined his love. It was just Pearl Harbor, and he's like, uh, I, don't, "I don't care." Oh, yeah, I think so. I think he made a bunch of that money, but he's like, that was, "That was like 2001, right?" Well, that was 2001. Yeah, that's yeah. like six years later. He does this movie. No, but I think he was. I'm not going to be a massive celebrity anymore, because at that point he was already doing a bunch right, of big yeah. movies, like because Halloween. H2O was 98. Yeah. And he's like doing a string of those kind of things. And then I think he's like, I'll be an actor for a while. And maybe I'll take a break. Maybe he had a family. I don't know much about the guy personally. But. Yeah. He is, like I you said, do. serviceable in this. He's not he's not stealing any scenes. Nor do, nor should he be. No. He's there to be. No, yeah, exactly. He's, he's, generic he's leading man. He's there to be the leader. Yes. So he's just, he's a gener- the generic sheriff. The last sheriff in town. The last law dog in town. And the people and then, in this uh, town, they do have a little bit of backstory, but none of them really matter. Right, yeah. And it sounds like everything I'm saying is a negative, but it actually pays off because the movie's not really about them specifically. It's about how are they going to survive this. Right, yeah. And they're coming up with these different plans. and uh, There is some great Josh Hartnett and his wife stuff. That's the only relationship that really matters. Yeah. Because he goes... She's coming up with this plan. He's like, yeah, okay, let's do it. And she goes, you don't believe it's going to work. He goes, no, but you do. So let's go do it. Like, Yeah, yeah. Great little character moments like that. It's nothing grand or anything, but you have enough to latch on to here. Yeah. The real movie is the tension that is building 
between them constantly being outside. Like, they don't ever stop hunting. No. But I love the fact that they don't ever really, in the second half of the movie, they don't try to break in to find you. They're waiting for you to come out to them and be like, yeah, because they don't, well, they do go into the houses, though. Yeah. And they do kill random people. In the beginning. He plays, yeah, he plays the, the record with his fingernail. Yeah, that's the, in the beginning, but that's the, one of the first yeah. couples they kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the abusive couple. But after that, it's <laughs> the just... drunk. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, they toy, and basically they start toying with the people of the town because they like, let somebody f- go out in the street and say, help, help. And they're just following her, but in the shadows, they don't show themselves, and then... When somebody tries to help her, they'll jump on them and eat them. I think part of the reason I like it, and let me know if this makes sense, but this is how I feel when I watch it. This feels like a zombie movie about vampires. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very similar to a lot of the other tropes of those types of movies, yeah. But like most vampire movies that you see, the vampires are coming after you, or they sneak in, and then they're going to get you. Or Yeah. But this one, they're just like, we're outside... If we see you, we'll come after you. But if we don't, we'll find you we're eventually. Really, like, we're not in a rush. We're looking for a side hole in yeah. the suit system just in case we come through your toilet. <laughs> exactly. Now that would like ghoulies. <laughs> oh, God. That'd be fat, fantastic. Can you imagine they went down that road? David Slade's like, fuck this. I'm going to make this as crazy as <laughs> you can. Hey, hey, uh, ah. uh, uh, what's his name? Um, like a little hand puppet. What was ah. the main bad guy's name? Uh, Eben? Oh, the Eben main, main bad guy? The main bad guy, his um, his real actor name. Um, oh, Danny Houston. Danny Sorry, Houston. I, I, I was like trying to think of his character name. Like, Dan- do they have character names? <laughs> Danny, come up through the toilet in this scene. I want, I want to see. Come through, but I'm not doing that. Turd. No, no, no turd. This water has no species in it. I I just love, I love their that they have their own language. Yeah. I love that they're threatening without ever really threatening. They just kill you. Like this scene where the lady's outside. See, I'm one of my favorite lines in a movie ever. I quote it all yeah. the time. But here we go. It's the only clip I have. So, there's something so chill. It's so cruel. So creepy. How much he takes his time. That's what I'm talking about with this movie. They're not in a rush to kill you. Like they're. Yeah. Well, you know, you know why they do that. That would be uh, (laughs) immoral. (laughs) There you are. (laughs) Bad guys. Because they have that one. Another girl walking around. Actually, I think it's her. She's walking yeah, around, she's yeah. screaming for help, she's bait. and then yeah, she's bait, she's bait yeah. and Eben's like, no, 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 they're, because he sees him on the rooftop jumping around, he's like, yeah, like, it sucks that we have to leave, like, he says a lot without really saying it, he's like, they're, yeah. she's bait, and you get everything with, with, like, two lines of dialogue with him, that's what I'm saying, he's there, he says the bare minimum, he does his job, but then you just see, he's like, alright, you're not attracting people, so, 
going to kill you now. And he kills her. Like, they all scratch the shit out of her face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do torture people. Because that one time he goes in the guy's house and just stabs him into the wall. Yeah, no, he breaks his wrist, like, open. Yeah. And, or I think it's his woman. I think he breaks her wrist. So he, no, he breaks uh, Josh Hartnett's wrist at the end. Yeah, well, at the end, he, because, yeah, he's fighting at the end because he injected himself with vampire blood. Yeah. Much like Captain Kirk got injected with um, con blood and brought him back to life. <laughs> oh, sorry. What a fucking terrible movie that was. But the one thing that I wanted to mention, though, is uh, the um, character actor who we both love. I always forget Bobby? his name. Bobby, yeah. Uh, he comes in there and... He has a weapon of mass destruction that he doesn't use properly. Mark Boone Jr. Because they kill him. They kill some of the vampires using that machine. That giant snowplow. He does, yeah. So they kill him. They can kill him. They just don't like... I don't understand why they didn't think, oh, what if we just shot him in the head like a bunch of times and their head blows up? Will that kill him? Because like you you cut a guy's head off with a snowplow and it killed him. Yeah. And it chopped over like 50 pieces. It turns out they are, you can kill them like you would with a person. It just takes a lot more. Right, yeah. Like, they are killable. Yes. Um, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah, exactly. Mark Boone it's Jr. has that, like, machinery. He crashes it and, and burns immediately and gets his head crushed in by Danny Houston. Well, because he says, you're not killing me! Yeah. And then he, bl- he blows himself up. And fails. But he blows himself out of the building, <laughs> yes. which was hilarious. It's like a movie theater. Danny- Danny Houston crushes his face with his foot. Yeah, and then he does a good job of killing them with that machinery and just immediately done. He fails so quickly. But uh, I do love the fact that you never really know the numbers that the vampires are dealing with. Like, there's there right. could be 200 of them, there could be 8. We don't really know until later. Yeah. You only see like them in groups of 6 or so. But he's like command, like you go there and you do this, and he's like, and he has, he has who I would call the Vin Diesel vampire. So it's Danny Houston, the Vin Diesel looking dude, uh, the uh, Carrie Ann Moss girl. You got yeah. the you got the Marilyn Manson looking guy, and then the rest are kind of just whoever that doesn't matter. The, those are the those are the four that they give most of the scenes to. But later on in the movie, at the very end, you find out like there's a shot, and I stopped, I paused it, and counted them. Like there's 14 of them there. Like I have no idea how many vampires there are. Like I really don't know their numbers. Right. There could be 200 of them just waiting out there, for all you know. But then all you had to do was uh, inject yourself with uh, yeah. Khan's blood, and you become <laughs> a vampire, and you can kill Danny Houston at the end. I love punch him, punch him right through the face. That is one, my favorite movie ending, perhaps ever. Just because he's getting his ass kicked the whole time, and they're right. all all the vampires in the background are like, yeah, yeah, here he's getting his ass kicked, and then uh, Eben stands up and bah, punches him through the back of the head, and they're all like, okay, let's get yeah. out of here. <laughs> they oh, immediately no, walk away. He, he found our secret, <laughs> yeah. the back of the head weakness. And I, I love, I don't know, it's just uh, he injects himself with the blood to save Melissa George and that kid that she saved. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's another girl and his brother alive at the rendering plant, or whatever it's called. Oh, God, yeah. Well, that meat, all that in, in the script is there is to have a vampire get eaten yes. up in the, in the gears of That's all death. it's there for. That's all it's there for, because you know it's going to come. Yes. 
because you're like, what is the point of this? Oh, wait, yeah, choppy chop. The Vin Diesel guy gets chopped into it. But luckily, he bit the one guy who works there first so that Eben could take that guy's blood. After what I would say is the most violent head chopping off scene I've ever watched. Ah. That's when he has to kill his friend and you see like, chop. And the next one, his head's like, like hanging off. And that's like the third head chopping scene, but it's the only one they actually show. Yeah. It's fucking brutal. Yeah. And he comes over there and steals his blood. And that's another thing I loved here is the vampires aren't just doing that. There's also a, a thought behind them because they go, Danny Houston's doing his whole like dialect speech, but there's subtitles and it's like, we can't, we have to let them wonder what happened. We can't let them know that we were here. Right. So they, they break the oil lines and it creeps down through the town and they light it on fire. So the whole plan is to burn this fucking town down. So they have no proof we were here. Right, you're going to make it look like a bad accident with yes. the oil pipeline and then make everything disappear. And, and I love that. Gonna, and they, and they, they've done it before. You can tell. Yes. It's like, this is not the first time. Oh, yeah. So that's what makes it interesting. But I, I love that everything's set up. It doesn't feel forced in any way. And it just f- plays out fluidly. Like Because you watch it as a character, Josh Hart, and it's like, uh, they're going to burn it down. And he's like, he does have a line of two right. lines of dialogue that felt a little forced, where he's like... <laughs> If she runs, she'll get killed. If she stays, she burns. And then he runs <laughs> over and gets the blood. And I'm like, oh, that's like straight out of a comic book panel. <laughs> like, well, because, yeah, because uh, Melissa George runs out, right? He's trying to get across town. He, he does. Capture her. She does after he runs down and starts fighting Danny Houston. He's like, run! And then she runs. Stella. Yeah. She, she runs away. Stella! She runs away and only walks away like no, seven Stella. feet because when he gets. When he after he kills Denny Houston, he's like standing there, and Stella and the little girl walk out, and they're like, "Hey, it's like, why are you right there? <laughs> you should be running toward the." He killed himself for no reason now, <laughs> like. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out he really he killed himself for no reason because in the in the sequel, which I started watching today, I didn't finish it, but I have sequel. seen it before. Oh, the bad sequel, right? Yeah, yeah. No thanks. Yes, you. it immediately. They immediately, uh, she finds this guy named like Dade, I think his name is, who's who's led her to Los Angeles to to find these vampires. But he's a vampire, and he's like, my wound was superficial, so therefore I never really turned. I kept my humanity. And I'm like, mm. so you're saying Josh Hartnett would have lived if he if he didn't kill himself at the end of that movie and sacrifice himself for the greater good? It kind of ruins his hero death there at the end of the first movie. But yeah, the movie, the second movie's fucking terrible. Well, it's a straight to video movie, wasn't it? It's yeah, like, it's not released in theaters. It's in vain with like movie. butterfly effect two through seven or whatever, and then stir of echoes two and three or whatever. Those movies were the first ones pretty good, so they made a bunch of terrible cheap sequels. Well, how many did they make another sequel after this, or just that one? I feel like there's comic book just the two up movies. Yes. Is it two movies? Okay. Yeah. Because I know the, the comic book, the comic book itself, there's like twenty five different iterations yeah, of the same story. Yeah, I think the only I, I'm not a, I'm I don't know that much about the comic, but there are there's this one like the original, and then there's Dark Days, which is the sequel movie. And I imagine the comic's fine, but the movie is just so cheap, and 
they do flashback sequences where they get rid of Melissa George and uh, Josh Hartnett and they put these different actors in there and it just you're like oh stop <laughs> stop showing clips of the first movie with new actors it's so gross looking it's so cheap <laughs> um yeah, the second one was 2000 or 2010 it's got a 4.3 in IMDb. Ooh. This first one, though, has a 6.6. Hmm. 184,000 reviews. So. Okay. I gave it an 8. I love this movie. Hmm. What do you want to give this movie? I might go 7. Okay. That's a solid seven. Like I said, it's grown on me. I used to not like it as much. I rewatched it. Yeah, I like Ben Foster a lot. I like Danny Houston. I like the vampires. I like their whole stalking and and. Uh... As far as vampire movies go, I'd rate this like toward the top, honestly. Sure. Yeah. I was like, I, I could see why you would do that. Because it is a better vampire movie than From Dust Till Dawn. But it's not a better movie than From Dust Till Dawn. But the vampire specifically, the vampire right. stuff specifically, is way better than From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. But like the first half of From Dust Till Dawn is so good that it's, you know, it's way better than 30 Days a Night. Can't really just dis- argue with that, but I put it as my top vampire movie. That's saying something. Specifically vampires. But, yes. And then you have uh, Josh Carnett uh, turns into... Before I figured it out that the blood is what does it, so he injects himself with the vampire blood, yeah. makes him a vampire. <laughs> he, um... Just lost my train of thought. It's all right. I, he has that line of... He's, like, still has his eyes closed... Smell your blood, right? Yeah, it's I right. Love that. He, I assume that's oh, yeah, what you're yeah. building too. Well, yeah, and then, and then he goes and he burns up. Uh, Allah, when well, the sun rises, he burns up with it. And what's the other thing? Like screaming, Scream. yeah, it's cool it's looking, very it's violent, cool as hell looking, very violent death. It Just is like Udo Kier in Blade, <laughs> yeah. Only Udo Kier, Kier was forced into that, yes, he was <laughs> by a uh, mice, a bicycle, no, my, motorcycle. Helmet wearing uh, Stephen Dorff. <laughs> yes, that's right. With SPF. 5, yeah, that's the scene where he has the motorcycle helmet, isn't it? When they yeah. kill Udo here. Yep. It's not even pure blood. <laughs> See, like the, the Blade is another example of this. Where I'm glad they didn't go that route with this movie. Right. Yeah. I mean, this had enough distance after after Blade before this was made, but. I love yeah. how low key they went with this movie. They didn't do, they didn't go super fucking grand and loud with everything. Right? Like, yeah, it's very, it's very um, like subdued. I said, and it's uh, yeah, subdued, and it's directed by someone that knows what they're doing. I think. Yeah, it really works. I would watch. I just wish he did more movies. I wish he would direct yeah. more stuff. I'm looking at him right now. I mean, Bandersnatch, the Black Mirror movie, is is solid. Um. He did the Nightmare Cinema, one of those cl- one of those uh, sections of that movie. Right. He's mostly a TV director. He did an episode of Breaking Bad. He did, like I said, he right. did Eclipse. 
uh, with the Twilight. He did Hard Candy. I think it's that pedophile movie with a. Uh, was that? Yes. Keanu is yeah. that Keanu in that one? No, Ke- Keanu is in Knock Knock. Okay, no, Knock Knock's not pedophile. Well, he yes. Oh, that's well, uh, they're, Patrick they're Wilson. Adults. That's who's in that one. Hard okay. Candy. Hard, Hard Candy's candy Patrick Wilson. On. Yeah, yeah, Plastic Wilson. Okay. Yeah. He's a more faceless. Than Who directed the newest and last of the whatever movies? Insidious. Yes. I was wondering why they, he did another one, and then I look up, I'm like, oh, they let him direct. That's why he did it. Yeah, and he, he was <laughs> a. You know how much he got paid for those movies, though? I can't imagine. Big money, because he's Conjuring, too. He's in the Conjuring. Yeah. And he, he owns he those, all, like. Yeah. He's like a producer on all of them. And then I guess to direct them, but he was getting paid a part of the gross that because like he took a cut up front to keep the production budget pretty down. So like I think he probably worked for scale, and then he got like like a twelve percent cut of the profits. That's crazy. Well, now that we're so, done, so, now that we're done with thirty days a night, let's get into our Hollywood is dead talk. Yes. Um, but yeah, I want to see the new Insidious. I've seen them all. I can't tell you a thing about them. No. After the first two, I think. Yeah. The Lost Key is the one with the suitcases, right? <laughs> I don't know. There's like it? a weird hallway with suitcases in it, and the thing would crawl out of it. And yeah. there's another one after that, but I couldn't tell you what the fuck happens in it. And I've never liked them because of the lipstick demon. I thought that thing was so stupid looking that I started laughing in the first movie. Oh, the Darth Maul demon? The... Yeah, I was like, what the fuck yeah. is this? <laughs> like bizarre not scary at all bizarre yeah <laughs> but are they done with the conjuring too because they did that third terrible movie um uh oh conjuring it was terrible yeah this is really bad jansen was over one night with his wife and we put that on and we just watched it and we're like this is bad like the yeah, first two movies bad. are fun in their own right they're fine they're too they're long they're way too long the third one felt like Third one was an eternity. That one's bad. The oh, devil oh made God. me do it. Fuck you. It's not as bad as saying uh, demon die, evil dies tonight. Yeah. Ugh. Speaking of Death which, by Paul, Don. Rubens, Paul Rubens passed away. Oh yeah, Paul Rubens. Evil dies tonight. What do you have to say about Paul Rubens? I'm curious on your thoughts on the man. The man, the, the his career. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think it was a borderline. He had some uh, genius there in the zeitgeist. You know, Pee-wee's Playhouse and Pee-wee's Big Adventure are two very well-made things. Yeah. I don't really care for Big Top Pee-wee, but I, I heard it was actually not bad. He had, what, uh, two other Pee-wee movies? He had that Netflix one. I don't think he had another movie. I think it was just a three- yeah. I will say this. I like, I, I grew up on Pee Wee's Big, or Pee Wee, the show, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then we had him and uh, Phil Hartman, and they both are dead now, unfortunately, but Lawrence Fishburne's still alive, so we have him from that show. Thank God. No, but yeah. um, I, I will say this. There's a movie called, uh, called Blow, it's a good movie. Him and Ray Liotta make it a great movie, though, as far as oh, I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah. Him and Ray Liotta are that movie. Right. Because I don't give a shit about Johnny Depp. 
But those two guys, no. I fucking love, I'm obsessed with their scenes in that movie, and I just watch them. I'm like, God damn, these guys are good. Like, Paul Rubens did not get his credit, and he has the best death scene in any movie ever in Buffy. Yeah, he did. Ow! <laughs> Ooh, he's kicking the wall. It's just yeah. so, it lasts ah. like two minutes. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> I remember, like, uh. crying laughing when I was a kid when that movie came out. Just like, oh my God, like. Oh, can't forget his great performance in Blow. That's what I said. I already, we already talked about Blow. Oh, I mean, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, Blow and, hell, and Buffy. There's, I'm a, <laughs> there's a scene in Buffy where he, he punches his hole through there and he's trying to grab her. And they hit the yeah. tree thing and he gets sucked off and his arm's off. And he's, ah! That's right, yeah. <laughs> he is so goddamn funny in that oh, movie. God. Oh, Mystery Man? Mystery Man? Mystery yeah. Man? He plays the farter yeah. guy. That's what's the spleen. I haven't seen the movie in forever. Which is a movie, but that movie is ahead of its time. Yes. It's actually pretty good, but then the director who directed it never directed it again because he couldn't, we never wanted to make a Hollywood movie again. He hated the experience. There's two movies that I put on this list for this show uh, for us to discuss later. And one of them we're doing shortly here, which is uh, Galaxy Quest. The other one was Mystery Men because I haven't seen either one of them since they came out and I really enjoyed them both, but I just remember nothing. So, um, Galaxy Quest is better. Yeah, Galaxy Quest I remember being better, but Mystery yeah. Men had some fun moments. Was it Ben Stiller that oh, was Mystery the bowling? Man is very fun. No, yeah. it was a uh, William H yeah, Macy. No, William H Macy is the shoveler. Oh, which one and, had the bowling ball? Uh, uh, that was um, what's your name? Um, Sarah. Oh, Jenny oh, Garofalo. Jenny Garofalo. Yeah. Wow. Jeanine Garofalo. Had the bowler because she was Carmine the bowler's daughter. Okay, you and remember the, you remember this movie a lot better than I do. Father's, <laughs> I just saw it not too long ago. Oh, okay. And Carmine the bowler, Carmine the bowler was his own superhero, and he got murdered. And she goes, "Yeah, it was a, it was ruled an accident by the uh, by the cops. He fell down an open an open elevator shaft and landed on bullets." <laughs> So they, oh, that's funny, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah no. Um, and I guess the original version of that of that movie is way darker. It's like a and they changed it, they lightened it up in the script, I guess, because that was a movie that I think that script was around for like twenty years. It's one of those movies that never went away, just kind of yeah floated around. I can see that ever. I think because it, because of Tim Burton, a movie like that would get made, even though Tim Burton had nothing to do with it. Yeah, it's a. I could see that being a better movie that way. It came out in that era of movies, like with a three to four year span of these, like semi comedies. Yeah, because it was that. It was the two I mentioned. Mumford was another one. <clears throat> well, that that's uh, isn't that uh, just for guests? Kinda. It's like it's weird. Oh no! No, Jason Lee. Mum- Mumford. Mumford is is Lawrence Kasdan. Is that is that Lawrence Kasdan? Okay, I think so. But yes. that, you know what I mean, like Mystery Alaska is another one where you're like, right? You yeah, got like yeah, legit yeah. actors in these movies, and it's like these yeah. weird semi comedies that are like, they're big movies, but they're like made cheap. I don't I don't know how to describe them. There's a bunch right. of them came out in a row, and you're like, what are these kind of these weird multi genre movies? Right. And they don't make them anymore, really. Uh, Focus yeah. Features did a bunch of them, but. And I haven't seen a Focus movie in forever. Are they done? 
I think they got bought out by somebody. It seems like it, because they were making like every third movie, and then suddenly they're just gone. Yeah, I think they overextended. Focus features has vanished. Yeah, um, maybe they're absorbed by Universal? I don't know. Let's look up. Uh, who bought Focus features? Focus features. Who did they go to? Uh, Comcast. Owned by Comcast is a division of Universal Pictures. So Universal bought it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that's the big twist, too, for uh, the next film we're going to talk about. Oh. Do you remember what the next film we're going to talk about is? Dick? Does it have... Uh, the, gar- the Garbage Kill... The Garbage Pail Kid movie? No. You chose the next movie as well. Oh my God! Why? This is your two in a row thing because I I did oh. because of the big movie quiz that we did. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, our next episode is I'm gonna get you, sucker. Oh, good. Yeah, that's a fun one. And then we're doing Galaxy yeah. Quest after that. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay, that's fun. I gotta re- I gotta rewatch that one too because I love uh, Clarence Williams the uh, Third. And then Kier Ivy Reigns go see Clarence Williams the Third. He's the head of the Black Panthers or something yeah. like equivalent to that. And he goes. Uh, he goes, I need your help. I want to march to the building. Yes, march! We're going to take back our town. Take it back! And then he goes, uh, are you going to join me? Well! Yeah. <laughs> uh, what happened? What happened to the, the, the pen? They used to be 100,000 strong. They got government jobs. <laughs> it was so funny. Clarence Williams can sell any line. No, oh, he was great. He's no. dead, too. All the good ones yeah. are dead now. It's so sad. I laughed fucking hysterically at a line, and I'm going to get you, sucker. But we'll talk about that next time. We'll talk about that, yeah, because we'll, we'll go oh through that. Oh, my God. That, there was a line. I, I had to stop, yeah. and I rewatched it like five times. And I was working when I watched it. Yeah. I had to like go. Because like, Keenan Avery Wayne's face just made me laugh so hard. He's just I, he's my favorite Wayne's brother. Yeah. And he can sell a joke. Like when he, because yeah. he can act, he can actually act. He's a good actor, yeah. He's but when yeah, he does right. those, damn, <laughs> yeah. He goes, oh, gee, oh no, yeah. not go. Oh god, oh god, no. That scene right there is the one that made me laugh. So I, I kept rewinding and rewinding because oh my god, I laughed every time. And he's he's a soldier boy. Yeah. All these all these, uh, these medals, but they're for like office supplies. Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. It's my bobsledding metal. Yeah. <laughs> Something yeah. stupid. I can't remember what it is. I need to rewatch it too, but. Well, it's a classic. It's pretty oh, it's fun. great. Yeah, because I. It holds up even today. I've seen scenes of it it's throughout my either. life, but that was my first time actually sitting down and watching it all the way through, and I'm so glad right, you, yeah. you you mentioned this movie because. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. worth it. Oh, man. What's, it's funny is like when I was a kid, and when I watched it, I felt like it was an action movie. So I didn't, like, I didn't understand the humor. It kind of went over my head a little bit because I was like, you know, five when I saw it. Yeah. So I considered it as an action movie because they had a big shoot at the end. And then I did because I, I remember being mad when Steve James died because I was like, I want to see him fight. I want to he see comes him back. more come through. <laughs> yeah. He comes back and he dies at the hotel room at the, at the lobby. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You what, son of a bitch. What's his name? Like Kung oh, Fu or uh, Karate something? I think it's. Karate Joe or Kung Fu Joe? Yeah, something like that. And Steve James, which he unfortunately died yeah. prematurely. She died like in his 40s. I don't think he died that long after this, did he? 
No, he died like 94, 93. Yeah, this movie's 88. That's not too, too long. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he did like 10, he did like 38 more movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he did a lot of shit. Because the man didn't know how to say no, that's why. <laughs> but yeah. Well, no, I think he knew he was probably sick. So he's like, you know, I got to work. Make uh, that. It's the Bruce Willis, think, Bruce Willis well, yes, uh, the thing. Bruce Willis, uh, Chad Bozeman effect. Yeah. Chad, uh, Chadwick Bozeman, who was in like 30 movies. And like the five years, that whole five year period where he was around, he was in like literally 30, 40 oh, yeah. movies. Yeah. He just, he, every three months, there's another Chadwick Boseman. And everyone was and like, like oh, we God. all knew. And I'm like, I didn't know. I had no yeah. idea. That was, that was super sad. Yeah. That was, that a, was, real that was a shock one. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, next time we'll do next week. I think we'll do it next week. I'm not quite sure yet, but I'm going to get you, sucker, from 88. And then uh, we'll decide what we're going to do in the, on the. Before that, on the live streams, but right. Anything else for thirty days a night? Um, no. I love this movie. It's it's a good movie. It's a good rewatch. I'm glad I rewatched it and appreciated it later in life. I yeah, do, I do enjoy it. It is a movie like other movies. I I get like really like this. Oh man, I fucking loved it. Like this one, I just I love sitting there watching it. I have nothing else to say about it really. It's right, yeah. for me. I. This is the perfect vampire movie for me. It's not like yeah. they're not trying to be scary. They're not trying to be, you know, vampire, like romantic. It's just like they're actual right. monsters and they're just out there and you don't know where they are and they don't know where you are. It doesn't fucking matter. They're just, they're patient. I love it. I love everything about this movie. Yeah. Until next time. In the meantime. Dig it! <laughs> Phoenix West. That's your episode. So I was letting you go first. Okay, yeah, there you go. Uh, and no, I'm kidding. I won't play it again. <laughs> do that again. It's a long, it's a long, uh, long clip. Yeah. Should Should I end on it? Uh, I don't know. You, you, we can on this too. Go over to Doctor Lady Mom. Gonna be fine though. Everything gonna be irie. Everything gonna be irie. Uh, but you know what? I miss. I miss this one. It's a bomb. He's got a bomb. <laughs> I love the guy in the wheelchair That stupid musical cue Still gets me every time That whimsy Disney music Yeah, It's so stupid I don't understand, what a weird choice I want to meet that sound producer and do this (laughs) Alright Now we're done, bye bye Those clips are fun Bye bye Okay, Dick wanted to play the outro, so Dick, we're still doing the podcast. We're not live on, on YouTube, but go ahead and play the outro if you want. Oh, uh, okay, here you go. Fuck you, everybody. Good night! Oh, and by the way, all the, stri- all, the, all the strikers, this one's for you. Fuck you, everybody. Good night!